0: Let's go. Welcome back to another episode of the MVP Fantasy Football and Sports Podcast. My name is Tyler Johnson, and with me, as always, is Ryan Elke. Uh, Ryan, we just got done with week two of the NFL uh, season, and it is sure to impress. Uh, We've seen a lot of good games coming in from week one, week two. Uh, Kind of our Thursday night games haven't been too impressive, but... There are some hot-flying uh, quarterbacks out there, and I know you played one in the <laughs> – I think you single-handedly lost to Mahomes this week. I did. <laughs> so he's fun to watch. He's fun to watch.
1: He can throw Actually, a lot. You know what of... I really lost on? Honestly, what His I lost defense. on was that James White garbage passing, like receiving touchdown. That's what I lost on because I lost by four. So he got – they're up 30-some nothing two minutes go, and they did a screen pass to James White, and he took it, what, 10 20 yards for a touchdown. So – yeah, it came out of the wire
0: that. for um uh came out of the wire for Odell Beckham getting at least one yeah. more catch. I or had Baker, Baker and Odell throwing Odell like... on
1: Monday night, and I lost by three.
0: <laughs> oh jeez, so we've all been there. We've all been to those uh those sweat out games, and uh, I know that in that league you have the most points scored against you, and then I'm number two mm-hmm. on that list. But we'll see as the as the weeks go on. We've been making a lot of trades. Uh, we're very active in that league, so we definitely want to talk about. What is going on? There's plenty of trades going on. Um, what we're going to do, and it's kind of something that we uh, we had read as a comment, is trying to uh, cut down our segments a little bit more bite-sized. If we can um, get our segments down to maybe like a half hour, and then we can maybe squeeze in one more during the week if we have time. And instead of doing two, maybe we do three, or we just keep it at that two. Uh, we want to make sure that we're able to give you guys the information in a timely manner, and then also be able to... Uh, have it to where you can sit down, listen to it real quick, and you don't have to spend a huge chunk of your day. So uh, Today, we're going to kind of test that out. Um, I know that it is already Tuesday, so waiver wires are going to be put into motion tomorrow. Uh, if you're listening to this now, we're not going to go over too many of the waiver wire pickups. And if you hear this, uh, there really isn't too many crazy waiver wire pickups. Uh, there we- hasn't been uh, yet, though.
1: Like No. Every other... All the years past that I can remember there's been literally like league league winning guys that have been picked up in the first couple of weeks and this year so far nothing. I mean there's a potential guy is Darwin Thompson's on the waiver wire right now but it looks like the injuries to the running backs ahead of him are not severe which is good for them but uh it's still a guy to definitely you do want Darwin Thompson and this time probably just hold him cuz Shane yeah. Coy is injury prone and then Damien Willi- or yeah Damien Williams isn't even he's not really that effective so and, and that we're that going to
0: and then in, inner questions so we're going to do a Q&A at the end um and just kind of a sneak peek of uh what we're going to be talking about is uh handcuffs so just like Ryan was talking about Darwin we're going to talk about uh the uh, highest rated handcuffs that me and Ryan believe should be on every team and then we're also going to be talking about uh uh, we're going to talk about running back handcuffs, and then we're also going to be talking about if you have that waiver one pickup, what you should use it on, and what we believe, how what the strength of that having that number one waiver wire pickup is compared to what your team looks like. So we're going to start off with the news, and then we're going to go straight into questions, Q&A. People want uh, answers on what the trade, what their values are for players, and uh, we're here just to kind of sit back. We're going to uh, relax and answer a lot of these uh, trade requests, waiver claim requests, and uh just people's questions in general. Uh it's good to know. It's good to know where your players' value is at. And then also it's good to know about the news, a lot of injuries. Who who's I think, getting I think affected? The
1: NFL just needs a whole new like training staff for each <laughs> team or something. This is crazy.
0: It's insane the amount of injuries that we're seeing. And I mean, big there's some names. big names. Yeah. <laughs> That's
1: what it is, dude. It's big name players.
0: <laughs> well, let's jump right into it. We're gonna go into the news.
1: So you got any advice for me? Just, I mean, generally.
0: And uh, begin with kind of the two biggest ones at QB. We have uh, Drew Brees, uh, torn ligament in his thumb. He's going to have uh, surgery, and he's going to be out likely six weeks. Um, I can see it being six to eight weeks, possibly going on the at IR. This is going to hurt. I mean, they do have one of the better backups, I believe, in Teddy Bridgewater. Um, he see, did yeah, show flashes before he got side, injured. Man.
1: I think he's useless. <laughs> I'd rather have them use Taysom Hill, but I, you got to give Bridgewater an actual game, a full game to see what he's all about here.
0: Yeah. And you want to know what Bridgewater uh, turned down a lot of offers to start on other teams last year. And uh, he wanted to stay and now he's getting the opportunity. So I guess we're going to have to see what he has and what he uh, represents as a uh, starting quarterback in the league, especially for, the next 6 weeks. So, uh it'll be interesting. Um I i definitely um excited to see the team with a different quarterback cuz I mean the Saints have been led by Drew Brees for how many years and he's been very solid for uh staying healthy or playing through injury and a lot of people on this team are going to get a downgrade. Uh, a downgrade? Yeah, Kamara,
1: I'm actually trying to trade him right now. I'm in one the one league I have him. I've literally pulled up every single team in the league on a different tab. I'm going to the team, hitting create trade, and sending out an offer.
0: Yeah, Kamara. I think it's downgraded to a low one, high two. That's right. And I have them probably. And it's sad to say that he he went from elite to uh, possibly down in that range of. I'm trying to think of like a player like Le'Veon Bell. He's probably down in that Le'Veon Bell area for uh, points. Yeah, possibly even lower. So, uh. What do you think about Thomas? Thomas's value, we know that
1: Bridgewater's still... He takes a still, little hit. He takes yeah. a little hit. I, I just feel...
0: Bridgewater's accuracy is going to miss him, but he's still yeah. going to get the targets. So you have to kind of take... He's not going to have that almost 90% catch rate. He's going to drop down to a, a healthy probably 60 50% of the targets are going to be caught, and that's going to hurt his yardage. Uh, also, deep balls. I'm not sure how he's going to do with the deep ball. Usually a new uh, backup that comes in at quarterback isn't throwing those deep balls right away. So it, it's going to be interesting. Those are the two pieces that I'm thinking of. Uh, is there anything else that you wanted to touch on? I know maybe Jared Cook. If, uh, Jared
1: Cook could definitely be a safety blanket. Yep. He, his value could actually go up a little bit. Uh, Michael Thomas takes the smallest hit because he's the type of receiver that I think any quarterback can step in and just use a guy like Michael Thomas so he should be fine. Obviously the connection between Breeze and Thomas is a little bit different than it would be between like Bridgewater or Hill and Thomas, but a guy like Thomas is just a piece of possession receiver. He finds his ways to get open, big body receiver, go on the slant, cover, you know, just jump in front of the DB, box him out, catch the ball. That's kind of what that's kind of what Michael Thomas is, so I don't see him taking a huge hit.
0: Okay. Yeah. I, uh, I also believe it. And then, uh, next we have on the list is another big time quarterback. Uh, this one is going to be out for the season. We have big Ben Roethlisberger, uh, on his right elbow. He's going to have surgery and he's done. Uh, Rudolph is in. And I think this is more of a, this is a bigger bump that you give to, uh, the offense compared to, uh, Teddy in my mind, uh, Juju, what you have Juju in many of, uh, many of your leagues and we talked about Juju as I being do. possibly one of them top wide receivers. What is your thoughts on Juju now?
1: Um I still wanna say he's a low one. I would hold him. If I had James Conner, I would trade him, but Juju, I think he's a hold for now. You have to see what he does with with Rudolph. I know there's all these all this that talk about James Washington and the connection and you can't ignore that. But Juju is literally the most talented receiver they have. So you have to see what he does with him. I'd say give it like two games. And then if he's not doing anything, then you know what, maybe cut your losses and just go for someone on his level.
0: Yeah. If you're that I, word. And like I was talking to you today, I mean, Juju to me, uh, we, we were all questioning it going in with big Ben on seeing those number one cornerbacks. And what do we think is going to happen with Juju? And now he's given a backup quarterback and he is also the number one on his team. I think he's going to get the targets it's just a problem of how good are those targets going to be. And I think Juju gets bumped down almost to a high too. I mean, his, the volume is going to be going to be there, but I don't think you can sell him unless you wanted to sell him on a high right now and try to get whatever money you can for him. I'm afraid that in the future he's going to be worth like a, uh, a Tyler Boyd um, type yeah. of value. So uh, moving on to the running back, uh, James Conner is a, uh, I mean, he's injured now, and we're going to talk about him next. But you're talking about a safety blanket uh, running back who can catch the ball. And uh, Jalen Samuels, we're going to talk about him when it comes to handcuffs on running back. He's also somebody that if you can catch the ball out of the backfield and you're with a backup running back, you're going to get those screens. You're going to get those points. Uh, It's only going to help out closer to the line of scrimmage um, compared to further away. So Vance McDonald, I still think that he... Just like in uh, the Teddy Bridgewater, he's going to get some play. But a number two, um, I just went out and picked up James Washington just because of the connection he has with uh, Rudolph, and uh, just to take that shot. Maybe all of a sudden he comes in as the uh, in the uh, on the other side of Juju, and he's going to get more targets or equal it's definitely targets. Definitely
1: worth the shot, though. I, I like what you did there. I mean, I went and looked and saw who had him. I saw you had him. I'm like, well, there's no point in even trying to get him. Yes. <laughs> I already knew that. That's what you were thinking, and you already knew about all that. So, um, good shit. <laughs> I guess you can say. Oh uh, yeah, I just knew I wasn't going it. I couldn't get him from you, so I didn't even attempt.
0: Yeah, I guess we'll see. It's it's somebody you pick up, and you you check that first game. If it's uh, nothing or it's underwhelming, you have a you can just drop him. He's probably going to be free when it comes to your waiver wire. So keep an eye out for him while, when you're listening to this. uh, Getting on to our uh, number three. We're going to talk about Sam Darnold. Uh, Sam Darnold is going to be missing until Week Five as his return plan. Um, hey, he's, he's out, too. yeah, out with mono. Um, we just saw uh, Simeon get injured yesterday, and it looked uh, it looked pretty gross. But he was able to walk it off. <laughs> and uh, I mean, how would... did he
1: walk off with that? He's out for the year, though. He, he tore is... ligaments and needs surgery, and he just walked off like a boss. <laughs> I give him credit.
0: <laughs> I mean, maybe he was just. The adrenaline was going, and he was so pissed that he's walked that's, it off. Yeah. Just said, "Screw I mean,
1: it." He, he definitely had. I mean, he was full of adrenaline, that's for sure. So, I mean, what I do you say? Le- Le'Veon
0: Bell is. Uh, he's he's the surprise. I, I wanted to kind of bring him up as my uh, my surprise player for this year, just because of these la- last two weeks, the volume. He's actually producing fantasy points, even if he only has like two to three yards a carry, um, as an average. He's getting the volume to where it matters that it or it doesn't matter that he's getting that uh, average carry. So I don't know. Uh, Le'Veon Bell doesn't get hit too hard. They might stack the box a little bit more. They might blitz a little bit more with the third string in. But the wide receivers, uh, until Darnold comes back, I don't really see the wide receivers as anyone I want to start. Is there anybody you're thinking of, like a Robbie Anderson, that uh, um I would wouldn't throw a shot Anderson, at.
1: No, maybe.
0: I mean, maybe let's tell... Crowder?
1: Maybe. I, I don't think you can you can start him on your flex, maybe. I he had after, eight points this some... game. And you think he might he, I mean he's the he's the PPR guy. He's the guy yeah. that be going across the middle and kind of the safety blanket type. So I could see him having a slight value, but I wouldn't play anyone on that team except Le'Veon Bell, because that it looks like the offense is strictly going through him.
0: And then let me just say a sneaky pickup. Um after waivers and you're listening to this, check and see if Herndon is available in your league. Yep. He's going to be coming back, and the way tight ends are looking this year and kind of how some tight ends that were in that 5 to 10 range are cropping up, Herndon could be a sneaky pickup if you were holding on to, like, a Hunter Henry who got hurt, and now you're just trying to scramble. You didn't get Waller. Um, You don't have anybody backing him up. Um, Hawkinson is gone. Look at Herndon. Pick him up. Stash him on your bench. Uh, You possibly have a, what you would say, top six Tight end, could be,
1: it could be. Exactly. So with Darnold, sure. They so have a, they have a real nice connection. So if Darnold's back, and that's about when Herndon, that's when Herndon will come back because they have a bye and then he's still suspended four games. So week six, five, six would be his comeback, and that's about when Darnold would be back. So I could see that connection just taking off. Yeah, I mean, especially with the tight end landscape here, it's not the greatest. Well, and uh, same then, as last year, and then like if you don't have one of the top tight ends you're kind of still you're you're struggling
0: <laughs> no it's it's definitely true and you're kind of just on the waiver wire picking up these old guys and i wanted to go to this next news article talking about a tight end uh oj howard um arians was saying the ball will come is kind of his uh statement buy to the him. press
1: buy him now
0: oj howard is almost free we've seen him
1: go for free in our league in trades our, he got traded in our dynasty league tyler and i don't know if you saw it did you see it I, I didn't. I didn't. What was okay, the trade? So Sam and Jordan they. Tra- oh, I did. I did oh, see that one. Okay. Jordan got the. He traded John Ross for OJ Howard. I just come on. <laughs> I'm like, there's picks involved, right? He goes, nope. I'm like, Are you kidding me? Are you <laughs> kidding
0: me? Oh, so OJ like, Howard is low. free right now. So I buy low. I'm like, All
1: right, whatever, dude. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and and you want to know what this is? And this is everything to do with the Tampa Bay offense. Uh, the first two weeks they haven't looked good, but they have good matchups to come. And I only see them throwing the ball and having a little bit more reception totals uh, on their offense for Mike Evans. Godwin is killing it, and OJ Howard. OJ Howard and Mike Evans are going to have upside when it comes to later in the season. I see better matchups where they're going to go off, and you're getting kind of these low totals to it's scaring people, and the offense is scaring people. I mean, I just went out and picked up off free agency Jameis Winston. Because I have a feeling that I could play him in spots where the offense is going to produce uh huge points. So moving on then, is there anything else you want to talk about OJ Howard Ryan before we move on
1: to only thing I got on OJ is to buy him, especially with how the tight ends are right now, buy him.
0: Yeah. And you can get him for cheap off a bench player. Don't
1: give up a whole bunch of stuff. I'm saying when I'm saying buy him, trade some bench players and see if you can scoop them up. There's gonna be people in your league. Well, not every league. But, but yeah, you test the water really, anyway. Yeah. Test the water. See what's going on there. Give it a uh, shot.
0: Next one is going to be a wide receiver. Deshaun Jackson has an uh, abdominal strain and uh, is expected to be on the sideline for two weeks. And you're talking about a guy that looks stellar week one uh, week two. He came up and put out a dud and now he's injured. It's, it's interesting. He's an older guy. Uh, his injuries are kind of going to linger around for the season um we don't have to touch too long on deshaun jackson we know he's kind of a flex play in most leagues to where you're going for that boom um and i think he uh i think he's somebody that you could possibly still hang on to on your bench and don't don't drop him right away see what the news is coming
1: out well they said two weeks
0: yeah in two weeks with an abdominal you just want to see if he's uh that guy's
1: always hurt man he just is you can't just drop him in my opinion, because Wentz and him have a nice connection. So hold them unless you have to drop him. If it, at that at that point, I'll try to trade him in like a two for one to open yeah. up a bench spot. That's the thing though, like when you ever need to get in player, or if you you, you never want to drop someone that has value. You always throw them in a trade as a two for one. That's my suggestion. Yeah. Fine so to be able to at least upgrade that first player potentially. And still open that slot for the, to grab a, like a guy that you need. Yeah, always send the trade out first. Exactly.
0: <laughs> okay, moving on to the next one, uh quarterback Cam Newton. Uh he had a foot injury Thursday night. Uh Eric Reed told reporters Cam is in a boot. Uh, someone in a boot is that's not going to be good. I have a feeling he'll probably miss a game. They're they're going to try and get him healthy. They don't want to rush him and now DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel. I mean, CMC it's looking a little bit little bit rough when they put in a backup quarterback. But then again, Cam Newton wasn't the greatest at uh, throwing passes. He was just good at targeting wide receivers. But he's got to get the ball into their hands. So Cam Newton being out, I, I wouldn't play him. I know a lot of people didn't play him last week. You kind of have to just play it safe and keep him on your bench. And then the players that come along with Cam Newton, I almost would bench D.J. Moore and Curtis Samuel. I think you
1: have to. That, that's that's tough, man. I luckily I just traded both of them. For some reason, I ended up getting both of them at separate points in this week here, and I traded them both away. So I kind of dodged a bullet on that. I feel. Yeah, 100%. and if I had them in any other leagues, which I do not, I think at this point it's kind of lucky I don't because this week or this injury might be a multi-week, and I just don't. I, You'd have no idea what they're what they're gonna be right now. So I would I mean, if you're two and zero, go ahead, leave DJ Moore in or, or Samuel. But if you're one and one or two, I would suggest not using.
0: Yeah, and there's some good wide receivers on the um that you could have got on waivers last week. And then also going into this week, if you are in this situation where Cam came up hurt, I would throw a couple waivers out, put a little bit more money on uh some of these players that are Marcus able to
1: Robinson, be... yes, um, Debo Samuel would be my number one guy. Like Debo Samuel, he can be started next week.
0: Yeah. So there's opinion. people out there that I would put over Curtis Samuel, DJ Moore. I mean, you're, I think they're equal when it comes to targets, and you're just kind
1: of flipping a coin. Uh, DJ for a Moore is definitely player. the more talented player. I think. Um, I mean, he was drafted above Kelvin yeah. Ridley. So in like the real NFL draft, so he, he's a very talented receiver. So maybe he'll be targeted. I mean, this guy has to throw it to somebody. So yeah, but that's the thing. That's why I'm saying wait and see, because you don't want to take that chance right now And his favorite targets, Greg Olson or it's Samuel and it's not DJ Moore and vice versa.
0: Yeah, exactly. So uh, let's move on to our next one. It's not going to be too important, but it uh, seems like Daniel Jones is going to get the start for the Giants and kind of just a uh first thing i thought of when it came to the giants was that golden tate's also coming back so if you're mm-hmm. sitting out there look on your free agency golden tate might be sitting on free agency right now that you could grab him and uh just stash him on your bench uh he's going to be he's always been a great targeted should be a target receiver.
1: hog and i want him to come back because it should relieve some stress off uh, evan ingram over here because i he's just he's the only guy on the team so they're putting like all 11 guys guard evan ingram and he's kind of screwed. So yeah, I need some help there. Well, and it's like we talk about with the Steelers. Uh, it's
0: it's like we talk about for, uh, for the Jets. Uh, it's like we talk about for um, the Saints. A lot of these tight ends are going to get a bump at least for one week to see what they have, but I'm going to bump each of them up um, in their tight end game because of the backup quarterback and because of a new quarterback coming in that they almost always see a couple more targets a game. And also, the running backs always seem to get a few more targets per game. Uh, it so really look, the doesn't two matter. Two best
1: players on the Giants should benefit. <laughs> exactly. Barkley and Evan Ingram.
0: Okay, so then uh, lastly, I just wanted to touch on uh, um, James Conner. They said that his knee injury is not serious, but it is scary to think that uh, your starting running back is ha- has pain or had pain Sell in his him. knee. And that's what I wanted to say. I wanted to say if if you had him and you could sell him for his value still, do it because to me, I own Jalen Samuel on my bench, and this news is is more happy for me because I'm like I know he's injury. What about prone. Dynasty, Tyler? You got I do have Jalen. Oh yeah, I have Connor and uh, yep. Dynasty and Ryan is. I got Jalen. You have to. James <laughs> Connor. Or, uh, I'll Jalen Samuels. Samuels. <laughs> yeah, you so we already draft
1: pick, man. That's and, I, and I have. uh um, throw me a second Darwin. rounder. I have Darwin. <laughs> All right, I'll. Okay. Uh, that was the... for Darwin in a second.
0: Oh, now that's what it is. Okay. Well, all right, weird. that'll do it for the news. Ryan, you had any news?
1: That you I got one. To touch yeah, on? this is yeah. huge. How are you gonna skip this one, man? I might have missed Lions release C.J. Anderson. Oh, Huge. They claim Paul Perkins from the Giants. This dude's, <laughs> this dude's garbage. So don't worry about it. Um, I just feel like it's they're gonna unleash carry on. It's time. Uh, the sneaky name out of all this, Ty Johnson. So. If you're out there in, I don't, twelve man leagues is still kind of pushing it, uh, unless you're really, really shallow at RB. Ty Johnson in a twelve man, sure, pick him up. Uh, Fourteen man, sixteen man leagues, make sure you get Ty Johnson on your bench. No one's gonna even, I don't think anyone's even gonna pick him up, but um, I would suggest grabbing him for free. And you want to know
0: what the Lions' backfield has always been owning two guys. Mm-hmm. I feel like it whether it was Riddick, I mean, now it's carry on Johnson and John and the other Johnson, but yep.
1: Ty Johnson, a six round pick. He, he got usage last week. I think he had five or six fantasy points last week and he looked decent, actually he looked pretty damn good in preseason. And I, I think that's why they did it. Cause they like what they have there. So it's going to be carry on probably a 70, 30, but Ty Johnson's going to get some work.
0: Yeah. So good name to keep out and hey, What if uh carry gets hurt and Ty Johnson look good. Uh, You're talking about another backup that we can put in our handcuffs that you might want to hang on to. If you you have carry-on, of course you want to look out for him. You want to add him just in case. So that'll do it for the news then, and we're going to jump right into our questions. We're kind of just picking questions right off of the uh, fantasy football Q&A and sleeper. Uh, We want to answer as many as we can. Um, Let me see how much time we have left. we got about 10 minutes left, so we're going to cruise through I have about seven. I know you have one also that you're going to add in, Ryan. And uh, let's get it started. Our first question is, and a lot of questions involving Devontae Adams. You're going to catch a lot of people that are still a little bit on tilt, don't know what to think about Devontae Adams. He had a decent game last game. But Devontae Adams and Chris Carson for Zeke and Keenan Allen. And uh, what's your initial thoughts when you look at a trade like this? Two big-time uh two big time um, players and then even two uh high up low low ones high twos
1: carson after his first game looked great second game he literally took five steps backwards so i as much as i love Devonte adams and he uh, yeah, he's my number one receiver i'm i'm taking zeke and allen right here and i don't think this is even up for debate so i, I don't know what your take is on it uh, Zeke, obviously, I, I think this is the perfect game coming up for Zeke right now against the Dolphins. He, I think he's going to eat. They're going to feed him. They're going to use this game to get him in game shape, and this is the start of it all for him. Keenan Allen, he's been dominant. He's been dominant the first two games. You take this deal and run. I, I feel like the Carson Penny situation over there is probably going to get closer to a 60-40 Carson split. Um, yeah, you, you go. You you take this deal right now.
0: Yeah, and and you want to know what Keenan Allen is possibly up there now with the injuries to the Chargers' uh, offense? I mean, Hunter Henry going down, Mike Williams not feeling He's good, peppered, Melvin he, Gordon. I mean, he has been getting, he peppered, has been with getting peppered. That if the if the draft was today, he would be ahead of second, quite a few guys. Yeah, he would he would be an early like second.
1: second. He would have think? been. I mean, I would still take Mike Evans over him, as bold as it is. I'm, that's I still, true. I would still want Mike Evans over Allen, but that's the cutoff right there. It would be. Keenan Allen would be right after him. And that would be mid to late second round, I feel.
0: Okay, yeah, you're right. Mike Evans was going late second, so whenever he went, he would go right after. So he'd be right before Antonio Brown. I mean, is that where
1: going. you have him, or would you have Allen over Evans?
0: I mean, the way things are trending right now, Allen, Allen here, let's is... Let's put it
1: this way, Tyler. Let's put it this way. We, this is off the top of my head here. This question, we'll just say, Um, someone offered you right now, Keenan Allen, for your Mike Evans, what do you do?
0: Oof. For me, tough, I right? would... I would keep Mike Evans, so I guess yeah, that, that answers that question. Same. And for this deal, Crazy I would—I <laughs> would, I know exactly. With the point totals that we've seen, yep. I still believe in Mike Evans to finish as a top 10. So Me too. Uh, Zeke and Allen is my choice uh, just because of Chris Carson being in there. Uh, his last game, he fumbled twice, um, costly. And Devontae Adams, I mean, Adams is good. Rodgers is... Kinda of looks like he's almost taking a step back, almost like he's injured. He he's... You know what I
1: said when I was talking today to people about Aaron Rodgers? And this I don't know if this makes sense to you, but it made sense to me. That's why I like I mentioned it. So Aaron Rodgers is like the he's a game manager, but like the top notch game manager. That's what he is. I feel he's not yeah. that superstar. He's number one overall MVP, nothing like that. He's your game manager, but he's like the best of the best game manager. (laughs) It's just hard to explain it, but that's like how, that's how I can, the best way to say it.
0: I mean, when he was dominant, he was the game manager plus Patrick Mahomes. Now I think he's (laughs) dropped to like you're saying very good at seeing he, he, He's calm. He's not going to turn the ball
1: over, and he's going to use that defense. So it is—it's a dangerous team, but it's just not that spectacular. A Rod anymore, and yeah. I do feel like part of it is because of the offense we have well, there's not much talent on offense in Green Bay. I, whether you say it or not, I, I just don't believe it. It's Devontae Adams and then Aaron Jones, like that's it. And Devonte Adams ain't going to catch a ball and go 80 yards. He—they don't have anyone like that. Yeah, and I mean, MBS's hands are not that great. I mean he's fast and big, but like he's not that he's not that special. He's not that kind of guy like Greg Jennings. We had Greg Jennings, Jordy Nelson. We always had guys that could catch the ball, yeah. make a cut, and they're gone. We don't have anyone like that.
0: No, no. And and it's kind of just uh, misfits after Devontae Adams. And yep. I, I still remember when Devontae Adams was those guys though. You remember when yeah. Devontae Adams was the Geronimo Allison, yep. the M V S of the team? And now he's taken that step forward, but it's possible that uh, Rodgers had bolstered him up just like he did Jennings. Uh, Donald driver was always great, but they've always had good. Uh, Adams is
1: probably the most talented receiver we've had in a very long time in talent in general. any he can go on any team and be this good. I mean, look what he did with Brett Hundley. He was yeah. a wide receiver one there. It, it's his, his release and his footwork is it. It's like un, unmatched. I feel. He doesn't have straight line speed. He's not gonna jump over you and catch him. He's not that kind of guy.
0: Yeah. I would agree. And so for this trade then, we would uh unfortunately be trading away Devontae Adams, but on the uh argument that we just made, because we think Zeke is going to be that um that man all year round. This is his game he's this going week. into a game where he's going to destroy. He's so you possibly could trade him up after this game.
1: Three touchdowns, Zeke, this week.
0: <laughs> yeah, would you play him uh DFS? He's probably just I'm super going expensive. To. I don't, I'm I'm taking him Diaz <laughs> this week. All right, all
1: right, we Let's gotta move team. on to the next
0: trade. Uh, Sammy Watkins is going to be a hot topic too. A lot of people might be tilting off of him after that last game. Robinson went off. I was never Nico on Harbin. him,
1: dude. That's the thing. That's the thing, man. Like, oh, elite wide receiver one. No, he's been inconsistent his whole career.
0: Yeah, man. you can't let one game change that because he almost went for two hundred. Mm-hmm. So Watkins and Connor for Nick Chubb, and it's it's a very interesting one because you As have it this. Sounds?
1: Yeah, let me know. I don't know what you're going to do, but I'm doing that trade. I'm t- I'll, I'll get Chubb out of this. I just think Connor, right? Best case scenario for James Connor in my opinion, and you know I wasn't even high on this guy to begin with. I said he was the most overdrafted player in the first second round. And he I think his upside is like mid RB2, sadly. And uh is that with him being healthy or would yeah, you healthy, say healthy with him being healthy? Plus he has those injury concerns though. That's the yeah. thing like I'm taking Nick Chubb. He's an RB one. he's gonna finish this one too.
0: Well, and you want to know what during the uh, during the season I did trade Chubb for Connor, and nope. I I would have rather had a healthy Connor over a healthy Chubb at the time. But after what is what we've known for his knee, and now Watkins being the player that we always thought he was, you you got Watkins pretty late in the draft. That's what
1: I'm saying. You, you probably got him. A, yeah, a you gift. got him late. So, so if why it not was, take advantage?
0: Exactly. If it was me. I mean, now you're kind of selling Connor a little bit lower because of the injury. You still go for a healthy Chubb over those two players. And I'm guessing your wide receivers are okay, uh, seeing as it is Watkins that you got later in the draft. So that's that's my answer, too. I, I would go for get Chubb, lock down that running back, and then you don't have to sweat it every time you see Connor take a, a handoff up the middle.
1: Yep. He's your locked in RB1, and your receivers probably won't take that big of a hit because, like, we, like Tyler, you just said that you drafted this guy, what, eighth round? So, he's not even your wide receiver three, probably. Yeah, and you were playing
0: him as a one, and now you're selling him as you're trying to sell him as a low one, high two. And then you have Connor that you're also trying to sell as a low one, high two. I mean, you could even possibly go for somebody higher than Chubb if you can get the right person. Oh, for sure.
1: With that package, Tyler, that's a great point. With that package right there, I would probably shoot a little higher than Chubb, but for this trade that was asked, I would do it.
0: Yeah, this would probably be almost the, the cutoff point uh, everyone below Chubb. I, I think Chubb is like the last person that would do it. And I would look, i oh, see if up. you can get
1: Dalvin cook for this.
0: Yeah. See, that's, that's Walking the first name that came into my Dalvin Dalvin head. Cook, But Dalvin great. cook owners are probably just riding they're, that. They're riding high. They're not. I think he's like <laughs>
1: the most untradable guy right now.
0: <laughs> he is. He is. I have him on my, uh, my other league and we're just dominating. Yep. Uh, yes. let's move on to the next one. Then, uh, I had another Devonte Adams one, but I'm going to pass it up. Uh, we're going to go to, would you trade Joe Mixon for McLaren? All right, and let's know, stop
1: right here. Let's stop
0: right here. Let's stop right here.
1: We're talking so about Terry fantasy McLaren. Football. No, hold on, fantasy football is about taking chances. I love trading, and I don't. And you might think I just trade to trade, whatever. That's that's not how what it is. The, you gotta realize, like, yes, I get it. This is a perfect example where you do not take your draft capital where you took Mixon. I'm taking McLaren in this deal. Mixon has looked like absolute garbage. His O line is horrible. And I, even with AJ Green and them coming back, I don't think it changes the run game much at all. Like he just doesn't have anywhere to go. They're going to be a passing team all year. Terry McLaren, as, and I'm not, I haven't even talked this guy up like crazy. Uh, he's not amazing, but he's going to get you points every week. He's the number one receiver on the Redskins who are going to be losing damn near every game. So they're going to be playing in catch up mode. Case Keenum loves Terry McLaren. And, and if Case Keenum got benched, Dwayne Haskins would step in and guess what? They played together at Ohio State and that was his number one receiver. So he would just jump right in and well, he wouldn't lose he wasn't he wouldn't skip a beat. So Jeremy McLaren um in your lineup every week as probably a flex player. I mean, wide rec- I mean you could throw him in your wide receivers and he's just gonna get you steady points. He's not gonna blow up for like 30 plus. I mean, potentially maybe one time, but he's a guy that's gonna be in between I say his floor's eight. Like that's where it should be.
0: I mean, and you look at his last couple of games, his week one, he went for 125 yards on five receptions and a touchdown. That's a 23 point game. And then you uh, look at his week two, five receptions on, and the targets are a big thing, seven targets and then nine yep. targets. And he had five receptions. You got to remember in, yards in Dallas though,
1: Tyler, he, he, he played, he went up against Byron Jones. That's the top corner in the league. And he did that.
0: Yeah. And he's you going can up say against garbage Chicago time
1: too. or whatever, but they're going to be in garbage time all year. It doesn't matter. It's about fantasy points.
0: Yeah, exactly. We play for that garbage time. That garbage time is what saves us uh, a lot of the time. time. is,
1: like, very important, honestly.
0: I think the biggest people that always get garbage time is uh, Atlanta. The Atlanta Falcons, to me, always seemed like that team that was, like, the garbage team because <laughs> I remember <laughs> all those receiving points. yards always yeah. came at the second half. Yep. Okay, so uh, Terry McLaren, kind of an interesting name. Uh, a lot of people don't even know about him. Uh Wide receiver, Washington Redskins, if you have to look him up, uh, check your waiver wire. Possibly somebody that is sitting there and people are a little bit scared to pick him up because he's uh, a guy from Washington. Nobody wants a Washington uh,
1: wide receiver. so. No one wants any of that offense besides him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, yes. Yep. Um so let's move on to our last two. Uh, we got... Well, speak our... of the
1: devil, though. I got one for you. I mean, here's one right here. Yeah. It's the same guy. McLaren's in this. Josh Gordon or Terry McCl- For Terry McLaren. What do you got? What side? I want to hear your take.
0: All right. So I have Josh Gordon in uh, the league, and if someone offered me this, right now, I would uh, I would probably take it. I know that it took a little bit of convincing because I, I like Josh Gordon on a uh, high-tempo offense compared mm-hmm. to that Redskins offense, but... Uh, he looks good. The, um, the road looks good for that garbage time. And, uh, Josh Gordon is now losing it to Brown. If Brown's playing, I'm very scared for uh, Josh Gordon. Uh, he's in my flex right now. And if Brown like leaves, if he, if he has suspended or the team moves away from him because of these allegations, then I'm very happy with Josh Gordon. And I might just keep Josh Gordon over him. But, uh, if the trade came today, I would, uh, i would take mclaren for uh, over josh gordon and you you take that high potential targeted wide receiver um in my flex over somebody who's possibly a, a three reception three targeted guy so
1: i would as well i would also take Terry mclaren in this street I, and it sounds like i'm backing Terry mclaren and he got he's like a must own and must have that's not the case it's just in these two situations i in McLaren, which is crazy like <laughs> mclaren over Mixon, that's insane but i would do it
0: all right let's quick talk about um if you have the number one waiver let's say you have the number one waiver on your uh, on your team going into each week what are you thinking what changes in your mind now that you own the number one waiver and when do you spend that When when is a good time to spend your number one waiver pickup is it is it this week was it last week
1: or are you still holding ryan that's crazy because if if this question is asked. That means people like hung on to their number one priority. And if you did, I applaud you because I don't think, like we mentioned earlier, there hasn't been any game changers. There's been guys for sure that are good and that can be really good, but I don't. There hasn't been that that dominant player. Yeah. And if you still have that number one waiver priority, this isn't the week to use it either. You gotta. You just gotta hang on to it. Yeah. If you can, and unless afford, you're really hurting. If you're zero two, I, I feel like you might have to use it because there's going to be guys that can help your team, right?
0: Yeah, and, and you want to know it too, another hard part is the number one waiver is usually used on a backup running back that the original running back got hurt, like a Kamara when uh, when he, he went down. And then last year when uh, Damian Williams came in and you, you use your number one waiver priority because you know that, oh, that uh, Kareem Hunt was a workhorse, Damian Williams came in and he's going to win you your league. Kamara came in, he's going to win you your league. That's a number one waiver type of pickup. But nowadays, and like we're going to touch on our um, our handcuffs, there's a lot of handcuffs that are already going to be owned on a lot of benches. Yep. So well, here's really... an example
1: of that, Tyler. If James Conner was hurt, sounds like the injury's not significant. That number one waiver claim would be used on Jalen Samuels this week. Yes, yep. with James Conner sounding like he's going to be okay and maybe maybe miss the next game i don't think it's worth it
0: yeah if, if it's in question
1: because the number one unless is- you are the connor owner then you will have to get Jalen samuels and i don't know why you wouldn't have him anyways yes but you have to go get him. that's i just felt like james connor is an injury prone player to me i know it hasn't been proven over time but last year he got hurt and it just kind of stuck with me um So I would, if I had him, that's who I I would be getting Jalen Samuels. And if you don't have him, you don't have to waste the waiver claim on him. It's not a bad guy to have, though.
0: Yeah, and and let's just kind of, we'll we'll mesh these two together. So the other question was going to be um, uh, your your biggest handcuffs, your biggest handcuffs uh, for your running backs. Uh, Let's say that Alexander Madison is out there, and look at the production Dalvin Cook is putting up. And Madison, every time they put him in, he looks fantastic as well. Yes, he does. So you're talking about a guy that if he's on your waivers, I already would say to put him on a team right now. But if he's on your waivers and Dalvin Cook gets hurt, that's an automatic waiver one pickup. So 10-man league and
1: up, Alexander Madison should be owned. He's just that dominant. I feel like if Dalvin Cook went down immediate RB1, those guys – probably should be owned like you don't want to be fighting and just hope and pray you have the number one waiver priority for when he becomes a viable option
0: (laughs) yeah now and i know a lot of like me and ryan we talk a lot about uh waiver wire pickups for running backs i think running back is the biggest thing to use your waiver one on when the starter gets hurt but there does come a time where maybe a starter in your offense uh your wide receiver gets hurt and there's a terry mclaren out there and he possibly is the biggest pickup I mean, you, you, you're you almost forced to use your waiver one to pick him up just to help your wide receiver core. So we're not saying that don't just wait for a running back. I mean, look at uh, look at George Kittle last year. He was a waiver one um, type of tight end to use it on, and it worked yep. out for some people. So, and uh, like last week, a lot of people probably thought Waller and Hawkinson uh, two weeks ago. Waller,
1: Waller. and Hawkinson were... I'll take Waller over Hawkinson right now, but they're both going to be... I, I still feel they'll both be pretty solid. Hawkinson is going to be a little inconsistent, yeah, uh, Waller. Waller's the dude to have. He'll be top Our, five.
0: So let's run through. Um, so we're big on these running back uh, handcuffs. We're just gonna quick run through them, and uh, kind of say who should be on a team and who shouldn't. I'm actually just gonna go through each one, um, that that makes sense. So David Johnson just had that wrist injury. Um, he's gonna be playing still, but Chase Edmonds. You think he should be on a bench right now, Ryan, or you think that free agency, free agency. and just keep an eye on him? I think okay, yeah, just free agency right now. And then we'll just keep an eye on DJ. Uh, moving to Justice Hill. You have Justice Hill on your team. What what are your
1: thoughts with Mark Ingram running the ball there? Um, looks like they're not using Justice Hill at all. I'll just keep him for a couple more weeks just to see what happens. You never know. Like, he is a dominant handcuff. If Ingram goes down Justice Hill, immediate RB2 with upside. Yeah. Uh, that's But an Ingram, you have to kind of, like, hope on an Ingram injury, which you don't want to hope on any injuries, but, like, that's what you have to have to happen. You never know. He might get put in the game plan in the next couple weeks. So I would hold for at least, at least two more weeks on justice Hill. Yeah. Before you throw him in free agency. I mean, it's a bummer that you have to hold on to him, but yeah, it's somebody not, that you don't want to see on free agency spot on a handful of teams, Tyler, and I have <laughs> contemplated dropping them, but
0: all right, let's switch over to uh, the Bengals. So we talked about them, Joe Mixon being very, uh, very inconsistent, uh, minimal production, Giovanni Bernard. Do you think he is somebody that should be on a bench? And then also, is he somebody that could produce for that team if Joe Mixon were to go down? Is he a different back compared to Mixon?
1: For, for sure. It, it's, he's proven already that he is trending in RB1 territory if Mixon misses games. I yeah. think uh, Joe Bernard should be owned. He's not like a dominant player. He also he could find standalone value here and there.
0: Yeah, and the I mean, weird thing about Bernard... Yeah, I was going to say, the weird thing about Bernard is that he has more fantasy production, I feel like, than Mixon, whenever he's like the full-blown starter.
1: (laughs) I'm talking right now on the season, I'm pretty sure Gio has more points. It's got to be close. Like Mixon is horrible this year. Okay, I
0: I thought I could bring it up, but I didn't have it with me. Uh, Okay, so then the next one, um, somebody that should be owned, uh, Jamal Williams. Aaron Jones has yep. also been a uh, injury prone type of guy, so
1: yeah, yeah. So I don't think he should be owned exactly. Not, he's not like an Alexander Madison must be owned. Yeah, he's a guy to keep an eye on. This is a handcuff that we're going over handcuffs. Um, Jamal Williams, if Aaron Jones were to get hurt and miss a handful of games, he definitely is fantasy relevant. Yeah, uh, he's not he the last be year the... the stretch. He was on a couple. He had to have been on a couple championship teams. He had he went last year down the stretch. He was pretty damn good.
0: Yeah, I had him on one of mine, and he he does uh he does produce an RB two numbers, and he's not the um he's not the Aaron Jones that's going to just slam slam the point values and uh, win you a week, but when you have the number one on Green Bay, Jamal Williams definitely produced uh, good yep. numbers to somebody that you just picked up using your waiver one claim.
1: <laughs> somebody All right, like Tyler, that. I got some news for you. So Joe Mixon, nine point four fantasy points in PPR. 17 attempts, 27 yards, and two games. Congratulations. G- Gio Bernardi has 10 points. So Gio Bernard has outscored Joe Mixon, the second-round pick.
0: <laughs> I mean, I, I was telling everybody during draft time, I'm not a Joe Mixon fan, so, and I never was. So
1: <laughs> That's true. You were dogging. I was kind of on, on the boat early, but as soon as uh, I think it was Jonah Williams, their uh, rookie, dominant offensive lineman, was out for the year. That's kind of where I jumped off.
0: All right, I didn't so didn't use my
1: floaties. I just jumped right in.
0: <laughs> oh man! <laughs> All right, we're we're getting kind of far in our time. We're we're pretty bad at this, but we'll get used to it. I'm just gonna no, run through the last just, of what I think. Yeah. So Justin Jackson, Malcolm Brown, uh Alexander Brown Madison. Jackson,
1: Brown Jackson on your bench. I feel.
0: Yep, Madison on your bench. Yep. Uh, Latavius Murray. What do you think now? Think uh, I don't know. That's that's a tough one. I would say he should be
1: owned right now, anyways. Yeah. So, yeah, hold Darwin Thompson.
0: It is it is rough. Uh Darwin Thompson of course and that's should be know. owned. Uh Jalen Samuels we talked about.
1: What do you yeah. think uh Rashad Penny is is he almost Rashad Penny should be owned. He shouldn't be on anyone's waiver wire at all. No. If he is, grab him. He's he's working himself into a role here. I mean, Carson just fumbled two times and it looks like I said, I think it's going to be a 60/40 Carson split.
0: Yeah, I was going to say he he could almost almost take that 50/50 now that uh Carson's taking a few steps back. So I don't
1: know if we, they love Carson, but they I, I do. like 60, 40, I can see, and that's still going to be valuable for Penny. Cause that's a run first.
0: Team. Um, I think that Kalen Balaj lost a little bit of steam. Uh, the Miami don't Zultans, touch
1: Kalen Balaj. Even if Drake gets traded, everyone, Oh, he's the only, guy. it's still literally not worth I, it. That guy's garbage.
0: Dude. No, no. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's our biggest ones. Uh, like we talked about Darwin because of the injuries to McCoy and Williams are looking a little bit banged up. Um, Jordan Wilkins on Marlon Mack. Uh, you're not, no, uh, what, if I'll Wilkins goes in, it right it's now. not even, yeah. So, um, those are our biggest ones. If there's anybody that you believe should be up there, uh, definitely leave a comment. And then also whatever you're listening to, uh, rate, uh, comment and subscribe. Uh, we definitely appreciate goes it. The more we way. get, the more, uh, it pushes us, uh, to do more, to talk about more. Um, uh, we definitely want to talk about the matchups coming up, uh, this upcoming week. So keep an eye on all that Uh, for your Thursday game. Make sure that you get your guys out of the uh, flex position and into your lineup just in case something does happen. You have that uh, extra versatility. And uh, everyone, have a great night. If you're listening to this on Thursday, good luck with your team. And we're going to talk about trades and waiver wire pickups that are possibly still sitting there uh, coming up later in the week. So appreciate it and have a great night.